Hi, I'm Alex uh, from WTSR 91.3. I'm joined today by Joker's Republic, a ska punk band based out of northern New Jersey. How is everybody doing? We're doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing swell. I'm doing swell. So, you guys uh, got a few songs for us today. The first one we'll be playing is Falling Behind. Why don't you tell me about that one? Austin's got that for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Fall Behind is the title track off of our newest release. Um, it's a song that was written at a point in time when I knew I had to say something, but I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to say, um, which is why the first verse is all about just the kind of process of going through that idea of you need to get something out and you're not sure what it is, but you got to do it. Um, that was, I think in my opinion, and I think in the band's opinion, probably one of the stronger songs on the album between just the quality of the vocal performances and how tight the musicianship is. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and we, um, it was kind of interesting how it evolved because you you had started it with, you had guitar, bass, you sent us like a, a scratch track. That and I made. Had like, yeah, and you had like, you're like, okay, so like here's some some ideas for parts, but like, all of the uh, all of the harmonies and stuff ended up coming later. We knew there was something that was supposed to happen, but I don't know that it was like quite as fleshed out in it. And that song also super benefited from uh, from playing it live for a really long time before we recorded it. Right? I think like we yeah. did. That was probably like one of the first or second like newer songs that you had introduced when we you know back in the before times. When <laughs> it was. Um, we played it as a bonus song after we put out the first EP to be like, hey, we got more stuff coming. Um, I had guitar, bass, and the end harmonies planned. But then after that, everything else was all Billy and Pat coming in and being like, okay, so like 10% of this is good, but like, let's make this better. Yeah, you know, I was I was wondering like why I couldn't remember getting the demos for that song. I was like, damn, Billy, did. how do you remember that? Because I wasn't in the band when that happened. Because yeah, you did I, not I remember. Because well, I, I saw you guys, or, no, 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 I didn't, I didn't see the performance, but I, I was learning that song from, I learned that song from a live performance of you guys doing it with Nick on drums. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was trying to figure out like the, the drum parts and like the vocal harmonies and stuff. Right. And it's like, it, it just sort of evolved very naturally over like a long time of jamming and playing it live. Yeah. It changed, you know? it changed quite a few times, but very slowly. And ultimately and the quintessential Joker's Republic song. Cause it's got a little bit of everything that we do. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Perfect. The next song is migraine. Why don't you tell me a little bit about migraine? Ooh, speaking uh, of yeah. songs that went through evolutions, that was so different. <laughs> migraine to, to oh frick. Um, to keep the format. Migraine was a song that I wrote at a period of time when I was dealing with a person that I cared about a lot, starting to explore substance abuse. But the reason why they were doing it is because they were trying to run away from their problems, and I just kind of super wasn't happy about that but i tried to kind of explore the viewpoint of that person and be like okay um without condoning this how do i tell this story and musically i knew it was going to be a heavier song and it started out as a straight up punk song 
with very little ska in it to begin with at all. Um, but when I brought it to the band, it underwent, I think, four or five rounds of changes before it, it was finally- so different. <laughs> The one drop, not the one drop, the um, the dance hall reggae intro with the heavy guitars, the metal scream at the end, bringing in some of that metalcore influence. The um, breakdown, we had the halftime. The yeah. halftime. The chugs. <laughs> the riff. The riff. The riff. The riff it's came the- at the beginning because literally the beginning was just like this build up with chords and then... Billy goes to me and goes, yeah, I hate it. <laughs> I, I did. I was like, this is a cool song, but like, like it needs something else. And, uh, I mean, I'm glad you said something because that riff is is huge. And looking back on it, I think Migraine would not be as powerful of a song as it is without all those changes that we went through and making it dynamic and as heavy as it really was. And now it's yeah. ska core. Yeah. And it didn't, yeah, it like it was there was there was a bunch of iterations and each one we were like, I'm not quite happy with this yet. It's like there's still, you know, there was there was always like one other thing it needed. And I think the that like the opening riff came ended up coming about in like 20 minutes. Like Pat just like looped the drum beat and Austin and I just kept like throwing phrases back at each other until we had something that we liked. And then like that I think sort of reframed the song a little bit. And made us all think like, oh, this is like maybe a little more like some forty one kind of yeah, like you guys, bit, yeah. Very much like the hell song. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that riff. Yeah, it's like, kind of a vacuum because it's not necessarily a band that I listen to very often. But yeah. we threw that riff back and forth until we came up with what was eventually going to be the intro riff and the ending riff to migraine. And then we just tried different drum beats behind it. until so we settled on dance hall reggae and just decided to lean really into that heavy, like heavy dance hall atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and it's, it's, it's also one of the, it's also one of the harder songs on the record and it's really, it's really fun to play. And it like, it really gets, uh, it really gets people moving and really gets people ready to swing at each other a little bit. So that's always fun. You got to warm up to it though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't think, just drop it. Did we ever actually try opening a show with it? Or did yes. we just, we did, okay, yeah. Because I remember we threw that do. we threw that idea around and we were like, is that too much? It's it's hard to walk it back it from was. there. But <laughs> it's definitely a big way to come out and just come out swinging with that song because then... It's true. Hey, here's this really heavy song about drugs. Oh, and now here's a really like sad, happy sounding song about girls. Yeah, that doesn't work. <laughs> All right. Now the last song, uh, "Just Don't." What's that about? Mm. Tell me a little bit about that one. Uh. <laughs> Just don't. I'll tell you what. It's not about getting a shoe sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. Um, Just don't. Just it. Don't was a song that it's about not wanting to or wanting not to go back to an ex that kind of wrecked your life, but you're still in that mind frame of what am I going to do without her? Maybe I should try to make this work, even though it's very clearly over. Um, A lot of people don't realize that about the song. The key line in there is the one about not for better or worse. I was trying to make a whole um, comparison there to like a whole marriage thing, but that's really the only line that gives away that it's about, a relationship mm-hmm. a lot of people draw their own meanings from it and i think that's awesome 
So people come up and, and tell me what they think of the song and what they think it's about. And I'll be like, that's a really interesting way to look at it. I never thought about that. The, it's actually one of my favorite songs on the record because I think it's super, super straightforward. And it's just, uh, it's like, it's, it's very clear with its ska punkiness and it doesn't, uh, it kind of doesn't ever stop doing that. And it, it blends those things really nicely. And it's like, it's relatively straightforward. And I really like the, I really like the instrumental parts. I think there's not, there's not too much fluff and flourish for the most part. And there's no, uh, there's like, you know, there's like leads and then, you know, like, but nothing is, uh, there's like definitely other parts in the record where we stretch out and we're, we're doing a lot more uh, technical stuff. And that's, this is definitely not that song on the record. And that's part of what I like so much about it. It's like very, it's very well edited. You know, it's mm -hmm. very, everybody said, this is the right part for the, for the song and this is what it should be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the ending yeah. is my my personal favorite part because I get to go into a, <laughs> I get to go into the D beat screaming, I can't do it. I have yeah. I don't have respect for myself. Do Which after an hour long yeah, set. So it's it's a fun <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a fun it's a fun uh uh punk dirge for self-deprecation. Oh it's the best. We have a whole room of people that just watch you play scream at the top of the lungs. I don't have respect for myself. It's just there's yeah. nothing in the world. Yeah. I can't do it. You're like, yeah, me neither. Yeah. Same, same, bro. <laughs> it's That's a big move. Wrote this. Yeah. It's like occasionally we'll realize that we're kind of out of gas like when we get to that part of the song, like, oh no. <laughs> We've definitely yeah. had a couple of like <laughs> by like the seat of our pants where like Pat is Pat is like doubled over on the kit because he's got. I'm only ever playing by the seat of my pants. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the yeah, it's I don't tell people this often, but I'm never in control. Duly <laughs> <Really> noted. <laughs> <laughs> if it looks like I know what I'm doing, uh, he's lying. Then I fooled you. It's an elaborate <laughs> all, ruse. All, it's like, um, yeah, I don't know how to play the drums. I've been faking it this whole time. Any Just semblance like, control is purely coincidence for mm -hmm. legal. Yes. Um, my lawyer told me not to make any sort of statements. I would like to say I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I am. But I won't. <laughs> and we are not Joker's Republic. Right. Thank you. Have a good night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Now, uh, just got a few. Now, on to the fun question part. So, first one, uh, mandatory questions I got to ask. What does college radio mean to you? College radio to me personally shaped the music tastes of my family it shaped the music tastes of the people who raised me and brought me up on this whole ska punk scene and without that way back when i wouldn't be the person i am now but college radio now is arguably the most important way that new bands can get discovered on FM radio because they're talking directly to the people they're trying to reach, which is the new crowd, the, the new scene listening while they're either on their way to and from um, on their commute to school, listening for these new artists that sometimes come down to the campuses and stuff like that. Can you hear us? Yeah. Yeah. There was a minute there where it was just nothing. And I was like, ah, here it oh, goes no, again. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh -huh. I've been having internet issues for the past like two weeks. I was just that storm. Yeah. Can you, uh, if you want to repeat that, that'd be sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, I have, I have a lot of respect for a lot of people who do college radio, both as 
colleagues and friends and like students when I was in school, like, uh, I think it's a really important educational institution for people who are looking to go into broadcasting. And it's also just a great way for, for bands to reach new markets and meet new people and to like, and to like really connect with the type of fans that they want to be hearing their music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, t- I've turned mine off as well. Yeah. We'll go with that. Okay. That'll help. So, um, once more, I heard when I asked about the pandemic, I heard everyone go, ugh, and then it yeah. just stopped. It, uh, that pretty much so, describes it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, it's, we're all lucky that we are healthy and have like stable living situations because where it very much could have been possible yeah. just through our jobs and we're, really lucky that that has not been the case and that uh you know our families have generally been healthy and that like stability and health is much more important than uh than than anything else and like I've very much been the sort of like put your head down keep making music until you fall over and die Mm -hmm. sort of mindset and this has really this has really made me think about how important the my health is as well as the like the the health and safety of my of my friends and family so that's that's not really a musical answer but that's 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 what i have to say about it yeah i think the big that affects the musical aspect is that personal life um that whole home dynamic yeah sorry find the words um because it's it's a lot harder to create now and it's not even because, um, you know, we're we're not practicing or anything like that. We're always got instruments in our hands and, and trying to come up with stuff. It's just really hard right now to create and come up with new song ideas and put it together. But that's not to disparage anything. We all are now set up to record at home. And I know Billy and I have been active in a lot of side projects that just make us happy. Um, Namely, Billy's part of the Housebound Ska Collective that's been putting out a lot of awesome cover videos with some really cool people. And mm-hmm. I just did NPCs that had Tony Hawk in it, which was crazy. Um, but pretty soon you'll be seeing Joker's Republic putting out some quarantine videos a little later yep. than everybody else, but they'll be just as good. I promise. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And, uh, I think more than anything, it's uh, it's definitely, it's forced me personally to, to reevaluate like, not my relationship to music, but like certain aspects of my involvement in it, because, you know, prior to prior to quarantine, I I wasn't involved in a lot of side projects. Um, I didn't really record things on my own, like I didn't have a recording setup. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, since practicing in person and recording in person and performing shows more than anything is, is no longer an option. Um, I've been investing in a in recording things on my own so that I can, that I can still, you know, get that, that, uh, that involvement and that, that validation that would normally come from in-person musical interactions, which are obviously not as much of an option right now. Yeah. Now with, uh, with shows, with touring, how often mm-hmm. would you guys have gigs? Well, right before this hit, we just came back from our first West Coast run. We were on the Scott Parade 30th anniversary tour, which is a big deal for us because the guy running it was the guy that like started the third wave with Real Big Fish and Sublime. Oh, wow. And, yeah. So that was awesome. And that definitely right. 
impacted us in a very good way. Um, there was a point where we were having four or five shows a month when we were really consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, I would say, pretty standard for the year we were doing it. Um, my whole philosophy with shows is that if there aren't any happening, then you should make some. Mm-hmm. Started a kind of fake production label so I can call my friends from P-Funk North, Backyard Superheroes, and be like, hey, what are you guys doing this weekend? Oh, nothing cool. Let's throw a show. Anybody want to pick a club? And then we go from there. That was, yeah, there was, I would say that, like, we were playing basically all the time. If, as, as, uh, as, like, basically as as long as we could, we could make the gig. And sometimes even if one, even if uh, Pat or I couldn't, we would still, we would still take it. Like, I've definitely sent other bass players. We've had other drummer summit. And, like, because for us, it's kind of always been, like, play, 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 play. Like, play the show, do the tour make the make the great live music make people feel something make them all go smack each other around in the pit and like (laughs) yeah no that that and that the the live show has always been like the meat and potatoes of the band and Mm -hmm. i think oh yeah like it it, like and like not that like the recorded music isn't great we love that too but the it's always been about the live performance for us and like some of our like most exciting moments and like most spontaneous choices and like also some disastrous ones but mostly like really great <laughs> mostly but like mostly really great things have have come out of just like the raw energy of of live performance and that's like so that's i think very much been our performance philosophy so that's the part that's hurting the most mm-hmm. you know that like there that we are robbed of that as is everybody else you know yeah. one of the best compliments i think i've ever gotten with this band is that we are a live band yes and hear that about yeah a lot of bands and a lot of people will compare them to like oh well you're not a live band if you're not cheap trick of budokan or something like that <laughs> but for real a large part of what makes ska fun is the live show aspect and you know billy summed it up pretty well i know me personally when i'm out there my whole philosophy is i don't care if i suck i don't care if it's a disaster if everybody's smiling and having a good time we win yeah and if they're laughing at me we still win because they remember it yeah, exactly. There was, there's definitely been enough like performance stunts where it's like that was dumb, but people watched it. So that you know. yeah, that's the whole thing. It was dumb, but people are gonna go, "Hey, remember that band that did that really dumb thing?" Yeah, yeah what, that was were they cool. called Joker's Republic? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where did that name come from? That's a fun name. Only Austin knows. Joker's Republic was so the uh, before. Billy and Pat were a part of the band. Joker's Republic formed out of a branch of School of Rock. Um, And we had a gig that we were preparing for, and we just kind of picked a name we hated, but we needed a name to get on the bill. (laughs) At the time, I decided, all right, this is going to be a ska band now. Um, We had to pick a name that was kind of more fitting with that sound. So I wanted it to combine pop culture and politics because... (laughs) that's kind of the cool thing about Scott Punk is it's fun and ironic enough that you can be all pop culture, but also if you wanted to get serious and talk about real issues, you can, mm-hmm. uh, at least after the nineties with American Scott, that kind of opened up the door to have fun and have something to say at the same time. So, um, at the time, China was a hot topic. So somebody threw out people's Republic of and Arkham Asylum 
or Arkham City, I think at the time, the Batman. Batman games. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we came up big. People's Republic of Arkham, and I was like, that's really bulky. Why don't we just call it Joker's Republic? And that stuck. And no one else had that name. There was no semblance of it on Google. So I was just like, mine. <laughs> yep, there it is. Yeah. We're the only one. Is the is the one and only. Bill? As far as we know. I hope. Now, I, I did fairly extensive research on it. I'm 90% sure we're the only Joker's Republic. I'll keep an eye out, though. If any, if any other, if any other uh, Republics pop up, we'll fight them. Yes. You're going to have a congressional declaration of war. It's like... Yes. What happens if another one shows up and they're better than us? What do we do? Like, oh no! I guess it's your. I guess it's yours now. Oh no! I guess it's your. I guess it's yours now. Sorry, <laughs> we'll go away. Use the immunity idol on tour. Yeah, basically, Riddler's uh, Riddler's oligarchy. Riddler's oligarchy. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound good. No. That's. That's yeah. a little, that's a, yeah, that's a little like mid 2000s pop punk band title. Oh, that is. But pop punk's kind of coming back now. Oh, yes, it is. Pop punk's coming back with the release of Tony Hawk 1 and 2 today. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, right. Major comeback. And I think if we're lucky, we're going to be in the right place at the right time for it, which mm-hmm. would be awesome. Um, yep. Yeah, it's, it's coming full circle. About every 20, 30 years, Ska has another wave and a lot of the ska bands are taking influence from pop punk, which is, you know, it's unique. It, it seems like a lot of the bands now are taking it a lot more seriously, which is cool. And pop punk having that rise and the whole warp tour sound making a f- official comeback. You might even say it's this year's comeback. Uh... Well, definitely. Like you said, with Tony Hawk coming out one and two, and the new soundtrack. And then also, like, they announced Skate 4. Yep. Happening. Okay, so Gator XL and then Session's about to come out. Yep. Although I think it's a little bit more hip-hop focused, which is still cool. Um, but yeah, Skate culture, the Warped Tour culture, it seems like it's starting to make a comeback, which is awesome because there's music that we love and we get to share it with everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, uh, like- that was the question I was going to ask. It's like, I am, I'll preface it with this. I'm a huge fan of Scott Punk, right? So one cool. of the main questions I had going in was I wanted to know why would you choose Scott Punk? <laughs> it was I, an God, God, we try not to. Or whatever. <laughs> I, I, okay, a better question is, the answer for me is I have done every possible thing in my life away from Scott Punk as far as I can. <laughs> and I'm still here. This and band keeps... is like <laughs> this band is like when one meteor smashes into another meteor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like Austin, Austin's both feet are like firmly rooted in the ground, and like the history of ska and and punk and yeah. reggae and two tone and like all of the sort of like the 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 base subgenres that have led to this sort of ska punk sound. Mm-hmm. He actually knows what he's talking about. For sure. And he it's does. Been, yeah. and, <laughs> and, and then he, and like, it sort of gets filtered through my sort of like very, uh, uh, very like theoretical jazz bass player brain knowledge. And then mm-hmm. I, I can't even, and the, like Pat's chaos energy. I was like, already, I was already pop punk trash, so it was a small leap. 
All right, it, was, it sounds like it was a lot easier for Pat than Billy. <laughs> for me, it's the only thing I want out of life is to be in a ska band because that's the music I found my voice in. I've been listening to it since I was three, four, maybe. I grew up on it. I grew up with the Tony Hawk soundtracks. And as I got older, I started moving away from it because I needed to learn how to play guitar. And as much as I love ska, you know, you don't learn only so much. You can only learn so much from it. So mm -hmm. I focused on classic rock and, and metal uh, deathcore for a while and eventually found my way back to ska. I was like, oh, yeah, I freaking love ska. I should be in a ska band. And I think the biggest thing that really made it real for me was discovering Streetlight Manifesto. Because mm -hmm. uh, I've been listening to Real Big Fish less than Jake for years. But seeing at the time Streetlight pack the Starland ballroom and have this cult following of people that knew every word to every song. And there's a lot of words to a Streetlight song and they're singing harmony in the crowd and realizing that, hey, I'd never heard of these guys before. You know, they're not the biggest band in the world, but look at what they're doing right now and look at how awesome this crowd is. And just seeing that made it very real for me and realized this is possible. And credit that to be the big reason why ska and not punk which would have a little bit more of a commercial future in it mm -hmm. yeah i like streetlight was also definitely the uh the band that reconciled all the things because half half of streetlight manifesto all has uh jazz studies degrees and most of them are like super well trained and have managed to like sort of mash this like punk rock ethic with like super unique horn sounds and really interesting chord progressions and like a lot of that is sort of what like reattracted me to the genre as well mm -hmm. hindsight there were there were a few seeds planted in my earlier life uh yeah. like my my older brother actually for a brief period played in a, a ska band in high school oh he was no. the drummer <laughs> yeah james played in Wait, a ska band what were they called I don't remember. Oh my god! I, I remember his punk band name, but I don't remember the ska band's name. Oh my gosh! Gotta find um, out. Uh, yeah, I, I gotta. Find yeah, out. I'll ask him what he's not gonna remember. Um, <laughs> but, go ahead. <laughs> but um, I remember he listened to a lot of Less Than Jake, also. So that was like, like those songs were somewhere like in the in the annals of my mind. And then when I like heard them again years later, I was like, why does this music sound so familiar? And then, of course, in high school, I was exposed to Streetlight as well, probably mm -hmm. from the same person that that told Billy about it. Um, and then I was hooked on that. I was like, "Oh, sh this is this is really cool stuff." Yeah. How long have you guys all known each other? Oh, five years. Yeah. God. Well, it's different depending on who you ask about who. So, yes, Pat, Pat you mentioned Pat. Billy. Like, did you yeah, say we, you knew Billy in high school? Yeah. Yeah, Billy and I, we we knew each other like longer than that, but we weren't really like friends, like close friends until like early high school. Mm -hmm. We um, ended up being in a band together because we ended up being in a in a shitty rock band together. He replaced our shitty singer. <laughs> we can't say that on on the radio. <laughs> yes, oh, you so can. yes, you can. Yes, you can. But you can. Yeah. Oh, you can. So. Um, oh, really? Yeah, because this bit of the interview is going to be on like 
Spotify and um, oh, 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 streaming. Okay. okay. So if you I'll want to curse, I, I try not to be. Oh well, because yeah, vulgar. I like I like definitely dropped an yeah. f bomb earlier. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, so I, the I, only I things that clean. I'll censor is like the bits will play on air of you guys talking about the right. music, yeah, but yeah. like you can go ahead yeah, and yeah. just drop the f bomb. I, I try to keep it clean just for the sake of getting my point across, but you know it comes out. Oh, I anyway, totally understand. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Billy and I met through a through a, a shitty rock band in in high school, um, and then Billy, you you go next. You do your thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the so Pat so Pat and I met, and then I um, I was in college and I started working at uh, a school of rock franchise teaching lessons, and. Uh, who do I meet there but this like really talented and like great stage performer named Austin and at the time we were because I think I'm only what maybe two years older than you three two or three yeah so like so I was because I was I guess a sophomore in or junior in college so I was 19 or 20 and you were 17 so like so the eight like so so you were like a student and I was just barely a teacher mm-hmm yeah, sort of like that. Yeah. I, I was interning, um, teaching, quote unquote. Um, I think it was Paramore versus Fallout Boy was the show we were yeah. doing. Yeah, Ooh, um, very classic. nice. Such a good show. I, I'll be honest with you. I was very, in a good way. I was intimidated by Billy's bass playing. I was just like, "Holy crap! This is the best bass player I've ever seen." And I honestly had no idea how to approach him and be like, "Hey, here's this project that I'm working on. I really want you to play bass for it." But like you're so good and I suck. So like, <laughs> how do I do this? And it ended up, and we ended up sort of, you know, jamming together, working, working on the music. And like, I had sort of like been involved in and out for a little while. And then it finally came time like, okay, here we need like a different drummer and who's going to be like the permanent drummer. And so I yeah. said, all right, well, here's the guy you got to call. And, 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 the and they called him and he didn't pick up so then they called me <laughs> that's the drummer we were playing with said nah pat is your guy this yeah, is the guy like, you, yeah. you need to call and pat was like i was like pat you want to be a scott punk man he's like i guess <laughs> that like, sounds like a good it, way but... to get scott punk yeah. And now it's and now it's now. And that's what I, I mean when I question, say it was though, a, I ask everybody is that I know that's in a ska band. I ask them straight up, did you think you were going to be in a ska band at any point in your life? And 90% of them, except for whoever's leading the band, 90% of them say no. <laughs> yeah, nobody yeah. you just so fall an into it. <laughs> it's like quicksand. <laughs> it's quicksand. So you eventually you just off, give up because the more you struggle, off. the more it sucks you in. Yeah, yeah. Like you start off punky and you're like, all right, you know what? Let's have a little bit more fun with it. It's like, whoops. Yeah, let's have a little reggae as a snack. Oh, well, we're in a ska band now. <laughs> well, oh, now, oops, we're now you're a ska band. Black and Sorry. white checkers. Maybe Sorry. the world's rough, but I got a fucking trumpet. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, exactly. And that's, yeah, that's, and then we've just sort of like kicked the can down the road and stumbled into what we are now, mm-hmm. which, which we like, have like now very very clearly established and like very much uh like solidified that but it was like it was a very it was like a very natural uh uh it was a very natural progression from point a to point b like and there was you know and there was like uh like people moving and stepping out and then coming back in and like lots of lots of like fluidity but it it always it really it just always came back to 
the dynamic the three of us had and the music that we make, which we really like. Yeah. Aside from music, what do you guys do? Is there anything aside from music that you guys do? Or is it like... Like, like job-wise or like... Anything, really. Yeah, like what do you do as a job? What do you like to do? It's like outside of music, what else is in your life? I think all three of us have video games in common. Yes, we can play. I think yeah, for all sure. Four of us have video games. Hey, yeah. yeah, a fellow gamer. <laughs> what do you fellow... Rise up, gamer. A game. Oh my god, no. <laughs> oh, sit down, gamers. You say, gamers, stay down. Gamers, it's okay. You can say whatever. Get back you in your gamer chairs. <laughs> gamers, get back in your chair. Get, get in smart. your adult. Get in your adult yeah. booster seat and play your Fortnite. <laughs> gamers, get back in the shower. <laughs> You could just like just eat, just like lick your fingers of the Cheeto dust and sit down for another round of Call of Duty. I will. I just had my monster energy drink. Can't go your monsters game. Yeah. No. Yes. Um the so I'm I've been super lucky that I make my entire living uh playing and teaching music. I teach privately and I'm involved in a gazillion thousand other uh bands and projects and also do like a ton of freelancing doing like musical theater and like off-Broadway stuff and a lot of uh, remote recordings and a lot of that and I also play upright bass and guitar so like music is kind of the is kind of the be-all end-all for me Mm -hmm. I am an essential worker throughout all of this I've been going working a grocery store job which I started working specifically to pay for this band. So everything kind of circles back around music. Mm-hmm. So right now I, um, I started up my first side project, uh, which is a Tony Hawk cover band, which will be releasing some stuff soon. But ultimately everything I do kind of comes back to the ska in a way. I'm in an interesting spot. So music, music has, this is a, this is a, a fun question that music has always been like a very important thing for me. And I've sort of come in and out of accepting the fact that it's the only thing that like makes any sense to me. So like there, there was a brief period of time where I thought that I was going to go to college for music. And I very quickly talked myself out of that because the only thing that I was good at was percussion and, you know, like when you when you apply to a music college, you got to have like a pitched instrument and you got to do auditions. And I was like, ah, I'm not good enough for any of that. I'll probably just do music as a hobby or whatever. And I'll go to school for something else, which is. Yeah, that's that's like a very logical way to approach college, but that's mm-hmm. what I did. Um, and my all my English professors told me I had a knack for writing. So I went to school for writing literature and publishing with a focus in poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm incredibly marketable. <laughs> as an english major i understand that yeah yeah uh focus in poetry i do music as well i play video games um but <laughs> so you know post post grad i was sort of like well i'm not really sure what i'm doing and i'm not even sure that i want to make this writing thing into a career um but the music was like the music was still very much there and so i i think at this point i'm trying to find I'm, I'm I'm trying to devote more of my time to doing the things that I actually care about mm-hmm. and, and, you know, ideally turning that into a way of, of making a living. And if not, then finding something that, that I don't hate that I can make a living doing, but which grants me the freedom to continue playing music because yeah. that's, that's ultimately the thing that sort of keeps me alive. Yeah. Because we've, we've all 
I think especially during during the pandemic, like really sort of like had our limits tested of like what we are able to do while still being creative. Like, you know, like sometimes I end up working like 12, 14 hour days. Uh, you know, I've been lucky to be able to do like some like safe and distant uh, and like, like, well socially distanced and maintain summer camp work and i know austin's working a gazillion and a half hours at the store and it's just sort of like uh you know finding ways that to to both make a living but also like not lose your creative drive and energy because that's such a because that that's so important to, to all of us as as people that was a wake-up call for me realizing one day when i sat down to try to write something that i just couldn't get it out and, you know, I had things I wanted to talk about. I had ideas. I have a couple of unfinished songs that are fully musically written. And I just couldn't get the words to come out. And, you know, I kind of accepted that's okay. Because there's other things I can do that keep the creative juices flowing that are not so strenuous on, on my emotions right now. And, you know, that's fine. As long as it's just not a total standstill, then it'll come just finding ways to, to remain productive and sane and healthy as has become, I think sort of, sort of all of our like, like guiding principles at this point. How apt, how good words, everybody. I don't know what else to say to that. Uh, if my video was on, <laughs> I, you would have seen me nodding the whole time and like scratching my chin. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. 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 I feel it. Good. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, good, good. This will make excellent content. I've been expecting you, Mr. Bond. Yeah. (laughs) Before I forget, do you guys want to like plug any socials, personal or Uh, otherwise? You can find us on everything at Joker's Republic. Um, I think we're on literally every service that you could possibly think of, and I'm still working on getting a MySpace page. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Um, but you can follow me at Scoston Gray on everything. S K A U S T E N. You can follow me at uh, Billy Smolin, just my name, Instagram, uh, Facebook, got a YouTube channel, just putting out lots of usually non ska related content, but all base related content. Hey, you don't want to follow me on any of my stuff. I just trust <laughs> Crash. <laughs> if you really want to, I'm uh, I'm Stonewall underscore Elwood on Instagram. I also have an Instagram for my poetry, which is M underscore dash underscore empathy. Uh, Pat also Twitch streams, actually, which is oh, much more shit. interesting. You want to plug that, Pat? Oh, yeah, right now? Yeah, 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 yeah dude. I guess. I don't have any followers, but... Uh... You will after this. <laughs> have one yeah, at least. You can... You can yeah. find me at uh, twitch.tv slash several bees. That's one word, and bees has three <laughs> e's in it. Yeah, bees, you know. Several right. bees with three e's. And that's the most Pat Elwood Twitch name I've ever heard. <laughs> Last thing, anything new coming up, coming out soon you want to throw in? We're currently working on a new EP. It may become an album. We're not sure yet. Uh, but right now we're just kind of trying to get ourselves in order with this uh, home recording thing, which I, like Pat said earlier, two of us now had to get full recording setups at home so that we can track. But we've got ideas for some cover videos coming out and we're definitely working on new original material, which will be coming soon. For sure. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I had a wonderful time. 
Yeah, man. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Um, I look forward to hearing what you guys do in the future. Pat, I'm going to follow your Twitch. Uh, there's nothing you can do with that. Oh, thank you. Um, Much appreciated. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Thank you. And hopefully when or if we can ever meet in person again, I will absolutely try to see one of your shows. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll see you there whenever that day happens. Yep. Do it. All right. Well, I'm in. See you then, I guess. Thanks. Thanks so Thank much. You. Bye-bye. Thanks. Have a good one. All right. Peace out. Stay Peace safe. Out. Just another 20 minutes to this podcast where, uh, wherein we talk about video games and you'll find it one way or another. It'll show up. I believe in you.